Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. And I was listening to that line from uh, Mel McDaniel in the bright moonlight. And boy, have you seen that big harvest moon bright and shiny out there tonight? Boy, what a beautiful sight. A little bit more about that we'll talk about. Uh, I am just hours back from a great smoky mountain trip. I'm talking about a great, great smoky mountain trip. We'll talk about some of the highlights. I spent a week up in Pigeon Forge. Have you ever been up there? Amazing how many people uh, make that fall trip up there each and every year to enjoy the changing of the leaves and the beautiful weather that they've got and some wildlife, which we'll talk a little bit more about later on. Have you ever been there? Text me if you have. And what did you come away with uh, the Smoky Mountains with? That's 504-260-1870 is our talk and text line. By the way, um, you know, the the – the reports we're talking about this morning that you're going to hear are strictly going to be those of the field reporters because I was out of touch as far as fishing reports, being up there tucked away on the side of a mountain uh, with not a whole lot of communication from the fishing public down here along the Gulf Coast. So I'd love to hear your reports. Did you get out this week? And if you did, how did you do? You can text that along with your comments and questions. 504-260-1870 is that text line. Now, one report I did get, it, and this uh, made vibrations and waves all across the country. There was a monster blue marlin caught off of Orange Beach, Alabama. It's going to be a new Gulf of Mexico record marlin. We'll talk more about who the angler was and how and where and when he caught it. And speaking of offshore fishing, that Louisiana red snapper season still hanging in there. Last count, 83% was all we had caught of the annual quota, so there's still plenty of time. And this might be a weekend to do it before that frontal system comes in. And you can still keep four fish per person per day, 16-inch minimum. Red snapper season been one of the best and longest we've had along the Louisiana waters in quite a while. This weekend, traditionally, is the Louisiana Wildfowl Festival that's going to be at Mandeville's Pelican Park again this year. We're going to give you a sneak preview of what you'll see and hear from a, a couple of the organizers, Gene Abair and Emil Broussard, guys that have been with the Louisiana Wildfowl Carvers and Collectors Guild, who sponsor this fantastic event. And if you appreciate art and wildfowl, uh, you really ought to make that on your list to, to attend this weekend, Saturday and Sunday at the Castine Center in Pelican Park in Mandeville. Also, one of the uh, highlights of this week's trip to Pigeon Forge, which I'll talk about more, was an encounter with three black bears. Well, coincidentally, Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries is looking for information and offering a $6,000, that's right, six grand, a reward for anyone who can provide information 
that leads to the arrest and conviction of whoever killed a black bear near St. Francisville on October the 7th. That was three weeks ago today. And that is the subject of our week's bad boy of the outdoors. Oh, we got a coastal marine forecast for you. Cold weather is coming. Are you ready? We've had a long, hot, dry summer. Well, that's getting ready to change. Not this weekend, though. What you're looking at if you're headed out today. Uh, going to be some early morning dense fog, and this could be pretty hazardous, so be careful if you're down along the lower coast and particularly on the water. Uh, give that fog a chance to burn off and get out of there before you head out. You're going to be looking offshore today at 8 to 15 knot winds, 1 to 2 foot seas, same forecast for tomorrow's offshore. On the interior lakes and bays, east wind, 6 to 10 knots today, southeast 6 to 12 tomorrow. But Monday we've got a front approaching, And Tuesday, we'll be looking at high temperatures, probably in the low 60s. Low temperatures anywhere from the high 30s to the low 40s. How good does that sound during this advent of the hunting season? We've got youth season, veteran season, archery season's open, small game, and just a couple of weeks away from the waterfowl seasons, and uh, pretty much the whole area will be open for deer with firearms as we head into that month of November. And you can get underneath that hunter's full moon to do it. Hey, remember, my theory is, and a lot of people believe the same way, a lot of game and fish activity occurs midday when we've got these big full moon periods. What do you think about it? Love to hear from you all this morning. Tell us who you are, where you are, and what you got going on as we turn the corner on October, Halloween next week, and then we're into November, Thanksgiving, and before you know it, it'll be Christmas time. And we cover it all right here on The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, time to check in at Shell Beach down in St. Bernard Parish with Robbie Campo. He's at Campo's Marina. And, uh, Robbie, boy, we got some nice weather coming. It ain't going to be too bad this weekend. How was things this week while I was up in uh, Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, in the Smokies? What was going on at Shell Beach? Well, actually, Don, I wasn't too far from you. I was in uh, 
I was at my deer camp in Kentucky. Um, we went up there and get things ready for this uh, this upcoming deer season. You know, filling feeders and putting out cameras and putting up stands and you know just getting the process started. So uh, when gun season opens next month, uh, we'll, we'll be we'll be ready to go. Um, but I tell you what. This past week, if you didn't catch fish this past week, you just take up golfing because I tell you, um, it, it was just a phenomenal week of fishing around here. Uh, any one of your fall favorite fall fishing spots is happening right now. I don't care if you fish south of the Mystico, north of the Mystico. Um, you know, if you want to do that Stump Lagoon area, the Mystico here, going up towards Shellmet. Um, by the wall, Lake Barn, anywhere, anywhere around here with some moving current, you're going to catch fish. Um, it, it was just a great week of fishing, and I can't see today being – yesterday was good. I, I can't, you know, see today being any different. I think it's just going to be a, another great day of fishing. Um, you don't have to get here early. They caught fish all day yesterday. You'll have a falling tide most of the day, so uh, – Take your time, get down here, let daylight hit, and, you know, get your bait and go fishing. Robbie, have you seen any of that fog that they were forecasting? Uh, could be hanging along the coast, be problematic on the open bays and lakes? Not here. Um, Don, I tell you, you could see for you could see for 10 miles for sure this morning. Um, you know, you can see all the stars. I mean, it's it's not, you know, it's, it's not foggy here at all. So, uh I'm not seeing what uh, you know what was happening up there on in the wall in the east area, on an I-55 uh, you know corridor. Didn't see any of that down here. So, but not saying that it can't. I'm just saying it's not happening yet this morning. So, just be careful if you're driving in from you know that Hammond area or whatever, and you take your time. We don't need you to, you know, we don't need no more uh, 160 some more car pile up because you were ready to go fishing. Just take your time, people. Get down here, get here in one piece, and we're gonna <laughs> let us do the rest of it. We'll get you in the water. We're gonna get you fishing and make it make your day happen for you. Robbie, that area you hunt uh, in Kentucky, <clears throat> are there a lot of bears around there? Um, you know, Don, uh, we no, not really. But we did have a, uh, we do have one on camera. Um, probably the first one that was ever seen in Caldwell County. Um, and we got one on camera uh, last year. Um, the farm next door has has a couple of has a, has a couple pictures of that one bear. But no, we don't have many black bears um, to speak of in that area. I'm sure if there's one, there's more. But you know, yeah. <laughs> if you got, yeah, that's my philosophy. You got one, you got you got two. You know what I'm saying because they don't just travel alone. But um, you know, uh, I, you know, they're kind of like hogs. You know what I mean? You got one, you got another one somewhere. But we, we only got pictures of one that we know of. Um, so yeah, to answer your question, we don't have many. But look, you know, there's always. There's always the the room for that to grow, you know what I'm saying? But we yep. just ain't, we just don't we haven't seen many of them, uh, you know, around where we're at. No. Well, you know, the, the, it's one of the items they're going to be discussing at the Wildlife and Fisheries Commission meeting coming up Thursday is uh, instituting a black bear season. You know, it'll be highly 
regulated and just a few permits probably uh, be hard to get one. But it, the bear population here in Louisiana has grown exponentially since they started that black bear program. And in some areas have actually become a nuisance. And uh, there's been more and more encounters. So we'll see how that goes. But personally, I, I have no desire to shoot a bear. You know, I think they're beautiful animals. Love seeing them in the wild. But I don't know, just kind of got, uh, I don't know what you call that, you know, mutual respect for something that high up on the, the food chain, you know. Well, you know, Don, um, I, I did get an email because I get the emails through Wildlife and Fisheries for violations and so forth and so on. And there's a like a $6,000 reward. Somebody somebody popped a cap in a barrel last week, I believe it was. And there's a big reward. I want to know who did it. Um, you know, I, I guess if you're a hunter uh, or, or whatever and you're walking in the woods and you walk across one, it kind of startles you up. If you're a pistol carrier or whatever, if you're bow hunting and you run across one, I guess that thing could kind of scare you. You know, <laughs> you know, it's either. It, it, I'm gonna tell you, if it's if I got a gun on me and it's me or the bear, well, I'm, I'm thinking the bear's gonna be in trouble. <laughs> yeah, know? well, you know the, the grizzlies. I'm not gonna uh, get the... taken down by a bear. That's 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 a fact. I don't yeah, carry the... bear mace around. You know what I mean. <laughs> The places that have the brown bear, the grizzly, you know, they're very aggressive, and you got to be careful with them. But black bears, different species, um, they're kind of like a big black possum. Now, a mother, if you corner a mother with cubs, you're going to be in for problems. And, and I'm not saying there has never been black bear attacks, but pretty much a black bear is going to get out of Dodge. If they smell you or see you, they're going to be on the move and, and get out of your way. And I, I don't know, the people. some people maybe mistake them for black hogs. Uh, other people shoot them for unknown reasons. I, I I don't get it, but anyway, six grand. Yeah, that's going to be a subject of our bad boy feature coming up a little bit later on. And if somebody wants to cash in on it, there's six grand waiting for information. And I'm sure that the person that shot it is not the only one that knows who did it. You know. No, I, I'm I'm sure you're right, Don. But uh, you know, anyway. But look, hey. I, you know, I didn't do it, so <laughs> you ain't gonna, you're not gonna, you're not gonna see me on the front page of the paper. Yet, so. <laughs> As indeed. All I can tell you guys, look, if y'all want to come fishing this morning, hook the left at the bridge and come on down and see us. And look, man, we got kiwis is open. I mean, the breakfast biscuits are barking, smell them already. Uh, you know, get your breakfast biscuit down here. Look, we ready. We waiting for you. All you got to do is make the left at the bridge and come on down and see us, and we're gonna be, we're gonna take care of you. I promise you. You get get out there fishing, catch some fish today. Should be a great day. Thanks, Robbie. Take care, yes, my sir. friend. Okay. We'll All right. Bye bye. There he goes, Robbie Campo, Campos Marina in Shell Beach. Coming back after this, Jeff Brule's going to join us. He's got a freshwater fishing report for us. Want to get out there and catch some of them uh, bass, brim. Sakale, crappie, whatever you want to call them. He's got some info for you. He's back with it right after this pause on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. 
You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. And if you'd like to get after some of those big boss bass, we've got a fishing report with Jeff Brule coming up. It is sponsored by Pure Fishing. They are the distributors of DuraBraid. Now, that's that 25% tougher than conventional braided line. You can get it in moss green from 6 all the way up to 80-pound test line. DuraBraid backs up its claim as being the toughest braided line in fishing, produces even stronger knots and unequaled shock absorbency. DuraBraid by Pure Fishing. Check it out. Jeff Brill joins us now, and uh, Jeff, we got some bad and good to talk about when it comes to freshwater fishing. Where you want to start? Yeah, we'll start down in Venice. Uh, salt wars kind of got everything messed up down there. The reports are not great for Venice. Uh, it's just tough to find them. Like I said, the salt wars kind of moved in some of the areas that you normally catch fish. So you have to stick close to the river. The river still got some fresh water on top. But uh, most of the anglers are telling me they're catching about 10 bass a trip. That's kind of the new norm. And that's not good for Venice because you can go down there and catch 30 or 40 a day, have fun. But however, the water temperature dropping, that means you can kind of stretch a bank. It's got a few active fish on it. You want to target some wood cover with your plastics and it's not though with points and cuts on the main river. Those are kind of your best areas to start because, like I said, the salt water is coming up and kind of pushing the river, uh, the fish up north. Uh, I hadn't really gotten reports from downriver, so I'd stay above Dennis if you can and see if you can catch some fish. Yeah, and, you know, it's important to point out when we're talking about Venice, about, you know, the closure of the refuge down there during the waterfowl season. Uh, it's off limits to the fishermen and for, you know, the, the period of the duck season, so people need to pay attention to that. Yeah, I think it, um, at noon it opens up. Uh, you have to check their records. All of them, they got a couple of different state better ones down there. They all have a little different regulations. But, yeah, during duck season, when it opens up next month, you want to stay out of there in the morning and, uh, you know, give those duck hunters a chance to get in there and uh, hunt in the areas they're supposed to hunt at. But basically keep the ducks from flying when they're in the refuge. I don't get they want you running them out. That's not, not good. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, just give the duck hunters that do, and you can fish the whole rest of the year. Jeff, uh, you, you know, I think 2024 is going to remember it as the year of the low water. I mean, I'm sorry. You know, it's amazing how big those sandbars have grown in the Pearl River. You didn't realize how massive they were until the water gets so low it exposes that whole bank. Uh, how's that affecting the basin over there in the Atchafalaya with this low water? It's kind of the same thing. They, you know, the reports aren't very good from over that area, just not a lot of reports. Uh for Sokolated, just tar- targeting main bayou bins kind of out in the main channels. And bass, you want to work crankbaits and spinner baits around, lay down on the grass beds. And, uh, you know, if you tournament fishing, punching still the, the best way to grind out a good limit. But I've seen pictures from and got reports from up in central Louisiana along the uh, 
Mississippi, and they say a lot of those oxbows, you can't even get your boat in because you can't get to the launch, the launch to the water. You can get down to the launch, but there's no water to put your boat in. So it's it's tough all up and down uh, the the state for fishing right now because the water's so low everywhere. Jeff, how about the Pearl River? That's kind of one bright spot in all of this. Yeah, I'm getting some good reports over there. Some nice fish, uh, chigger craws and jigs from the west to the east pearl. That's you know, just the way to go. I think this time of year you still have a bunch of crawfish around before they start burying up in the mud and, and uh, have the hatch to come out. And then uh, from the lower pearl, you can go down and catch trout. And then big flounders. I went out earlier this week, and, man, it hurts to throw back them big flounders this time of year when you catch a big doormat. Yeah, but you got to do it. There's going to be closure until December the 1st on the flounder, and I see more and more people on social media holding up big old flounders they had to re- release. And, uh, yeah, it's tough to do, but it's all in the name of conservation. Jeff, uh, talk about white perch a little bit. Yeah, they, uh, they're starting to show up to get in this cooler weather, uh, but you always just bring a few jigs with you in a car or just tight line because you, you can start moving into the shallow areas again. You don't want to go into like a pocket, but like on Main River shallow areas this time of year with the, with the low waters, you can, you can start catching a few. They, they show back up, and then about January they go deep again, and then they'll start moving up in the springtime. So you got a little window here to catch some. Some decent reports. Don't let your phone till they catching some. Yeah, you just have to kind of find the tops that's got them. Shiners are probably the best way to go if you're fishing on the Chifonta. But, yeah, they are starting to catch a few of those, too. Yeah, and I'm hearing there's some good news. Uh, the tick fall is making a comeback after Hurricane Ida. Jeff, you usually have a, a tip for us each time you come on. What you got this week? Uh, pay attention to the strike zone this time of year, especially like on the Pearls and some of these rivers. If you, you're casting on the bank and you're six inches off, sometimes it's just a waste of cast. They just don't hit it up. Just spinner baits or you put flipping a chair craw, tight, tight flip is the key. Uh, if you cast not precise and you know, doesn't not land where the water meets the bank, a lot of times you just they just don't buy it. It's just funny how they'll get that tight on the bank. And I just think it's they up there using it as a trap to get their prey and they're facing the bank or they're in an undercut. You know, maybe the bank has a little undercut over there. And if you're too far away from when you land, they just, they just won't come out and hit it. So try to place your bait in the correct spot, strike zone this time of year and get a lot more bites. Yeah. You always got some great tips, Jeff. Jeff, I'm going to give you a little assignment for the next time you come on. You know, when we talk about brim fishing, it's mostly done in the springtime when they're spawning and bedded up and easy to catch. But, uh, Maybe when you come on next time, give us some tips for fishing wintertime brim fishing. You know, there's not many people that do that. There's so many other things with the hunting seasons and, you know, the good saltwater fishing moves in and uh, bass start to king, you know, with the cooler water, you, you can fish longer. But people kind of overlook brim fishing. So maybe you can give us some tips and advice on locating and catching brim in the wintertime. Yeah, I have to dust off my fly rod and give it a try because <laughs> you, you can catch them all year. Just people don't really target them until they bed up, but they are fun fish to catch year-round. Exactly. Thanks so much, Jeff. We always appreciate it. We'll catch up with you next time. Thanks, Don. All right, there he goes, Jeff Brule, our freshwater field reporter. When we come back after this, I'm going to get to your text messages. Oh, we've got a lot of people that have been up to Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge and sharing their experiences. I just got back several hours ago. 
Uh, Texas, 504-260-81870. We also accept your fishing reports, your comments, your questions. It's how we stay in touch directly with you, the audience. And we'll be back to do it after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Okay, we're talking about the Great Smoky Mountains, Pigeon Forge, Gatlinburg. We're also talking about uh, one of the hunting seasons, big change in the weather coming up, fall fishing taking place, and also that big... Louisiana Wildfowl Carvers and Collectors Guild Festival, it's called, in Mandeville. All that's still to talk about, but uh, we're also going to take your text messages. If you want to communicate with us, it's 504-260-1870. We'd love to get your name, where you're calling from or texting from, and what you got to tell us on this Saturday morning. And we'll be back to get to that text message board. But first, we pause 10 seconds for our local stations to identify themselves on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque radio network all right checking in our text board uh we got the steel man he's checking in from houston texas he said smalls and he are about to make the drive down to galveston bay see if they can get on some fish they're looking forward to the texas duck opener next weekend watch out for those model ducks happy hunting uh, what he's referring to there and this might be a good time to talk about this a big change in model duck limits uh here in louisiana and most other states they are not allowing any model ducks, and the model duck, of course, is our non-resident species that lives and works and plays in Louisiana and Gulf Coast marshes its entire life. It's not one of the ones that migrates, and uh, because they detect a, a little bit of a shortage in the population, uh, they've put them on hold for the first 15 days of the season, and then for the rest of the season, you can shoot one per day. It's kind of similar to the scarp, or what we call in Louisiana a dogree. Uh, they're uh, going to be zero on both of those during the veterans and youth hunting days, which uh, that begins next weekend. And then one model duck and two scarp right after that regular season. But again, for the first 15 days of the season, uh, if you pull up on a model duck, do not pull the trigger. And I think it's going to be hard to get that word out, but... Uh, Tell your friends and your fellow duck hunters all about that. All right, that takes care of uh, the little duck report we had for you. Let's get back to our text messages. And let's see, we have Captain Ross. He fishes with uh, Ryan Lambert down there at Cajun Fishing Adventures. Uh, he says he, his dad and the cousins, Dale and Tracy, are at the camp in Dulac, uh, headed for Last Island to get on some speckled trout. Boy, that sounds like a fun time. And uh, we have the worm, one of our regulars. He says uh, his wife and he spent this week in Windrock riding the KRX. Uh, you got me there. What is the KRX? Uh, I'm not familiar with it. Worm, text me back and let me know. He says it wasn't too far from where we were, and it was beautiful. Uh, here's one from the Baldwin County, Alabama teacher. My family went to Pigeon Forge in Gatlinburg back in May. It was a wonderful trip. We saw 15 bears in Cades Cove in one day. We saw multiple mom and cubs. We saw other wildlife, but the bears were beautiful. I agree with you, Baldwin County teacher. The, the bears we saw, you know, unlike some of the bears down further south, they look kind of scraggly, and a lot of times you'll see, uh, you know, they're being followed around by flies and things. Uh, these bears were, were gorgeous. Look, they just came out of the beauty parlor. <laughs> All right, here's one says, uh, Don, I bet Colorado was a beautiful sight to see. It probably was, but I wasn't in Colorado. I was in Tennessee. But on another note, maybe, just maybe, with a new governor, Louisiana has a chance to turn over a new leaf when it comes to our water access tumor. 
the state has. Yeah, that's another big topic for another day. But uh, Jeff Landry, who was elected governor, uh, he's attorney general. He's familiar with Louisiana law and constitution. So possibly there could be some changes made. And I agree with you. I think it's necessary. All right, we have, uh, let's see, here's one that says they enjoyed visiting Cades Cove. Several huge velvet whitetail bucks just walking around like they own the place. Beautiful, great shopping in Gatlinburg. Well, I got to tell you, that Gatlinburg, that kind of reminded me of a carnival midway. Um, And, yeah, we did it. We walked it, uh, spent half a day there, and I think it's something to see. But, you know, I just couldn't help but feeling like people who made that trip to the Smoky Mountain area, Pigeon Forge, Sevierville, uh, and Gatlinburg. And if that's all you got to see was that, boy, you sure missed a lot. <laughs> anyway, personal choices. Not not my cup of tea, spending the day with crowds shopping, but uh, a lot of people do enjoy that. All right, I got some more texts. We'll get to those when we come back. Also, I'm going to tell you the story about a 32-year-old Texas man. He had one heck of a week fishing in Orange Beach, Alabama. Possible new Gulf of Mexico record blue marlin. His story's next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, getting back to our text message board. Uh, let's see, we got the backstrap stacker. He's checking in with us from Clark County, Alabama. They're finishing up the food plots. He says, please, Lord, bless us with some rain soon. Yeah, well, there may be a little bit coming with that front, but that doesn't look like a lot. And we got, uh, let's see, Jeff is checking in our trucker life. He's heading to Texas and West Winchester, Virginia. Jeff gets around. And let's see, a backstrap stacker again says, you want to see some bear activity? Come to my place. We have a few bears that I wouldn't mind getting rid of simply due to the destruction of our cameras and feeders. Hope they have a limited season in Alabama soon. Yep, they will wreak havoc on your uh, deer feeders, that's for sure. Here's one that says, good morning, Don. Day 9 of 10 in Lake Catherine. Lots of trout caught. Red's too big or too small to keep. It's been a blast fishing the birds. Louisiana has great fishing, food, and people. That's Ben from Mississippi. Well, welcome aboard. And, yeah, I did get some other reports from some speckled trout in in Lake Catherine, too. Uh, Let's see. We got uh, here's uh, Biggie from Thibodeau. Going to get some of those night catfish at the stock pond in Homa. Thanks to LDWF's Get Out and Fish program. It is a good program. And a Baton Rouge listener says, Cades Cove equals paradise. I have to check out this Cades Cove. Several more people commenting on how nice it is. And here's a question. Need to catch specks in the Fowl River in Alabama. What's the best plastic lures? I would say the hottest lures right now. Get your matrix shad. Put it on a jig head. Bounce it along the bottom this time of the year. You might try it on the popping cork, depending if you fishing close to the bank or out into the open water. But uh, give it a try and let me know how it worked for you. Anybody else have any suggestions on uh, speckled trout baits, plastics in the Fowl River? If you've had some success, uh, let us know. And Lafitte LT says he loves the Smokies. Uh, glad we had a good time. Sound like the specks are moving closer in and hoping the oil spill in Little Lake last week doesn't hurt the area too bad. And uh, another uh, applause for Lake Catherine it continues to be on fire for specks and white trout. You don't need the live bait. Patience you do need at the launches even during the week. That's from uh, Doug. Uh, here's one that says, I uh, went to Tennessee about six years ago. I found that Pigeon Forge was a tourist trap for kids and Gatlinburg was a tourist trap for adults. 
I don't know if you'd call it a trap, but uh, I, I made one comparison to Disney World. They, they know how to remove you from your money in those places. But there's a lot of things. We went on to the uh, National Park there at the Smoky Mountains, and there's a lot of free enjoyment there for the taken too. Uh, here's one says, uh, it just occurred to me that those black bears were probably looking for some of that ready-set gumbo from Uncle Larry's. <laughs> Y'all were eating up there. Can't blame them. The smell of great gumbo in there would get me out of my cave, too. That's from David Hubble. Yes, we did. We had ready-set gumbo and chicken and sausage. And the very next morning, three bears showed up. So maybe that's something you can you can draw from that. Uh, okay, here we go. Kawasaki KRX 1000 is a, a side by side. Thank you, Worm, for clarifying that. Yet yeah, that would yeah, that'd be a nice little vehicle to have up there. All right. Well, I couldn't escape this. I didn't get a whole lot of fishing information from the Gulf Coast while I was tucked away on the side of a mountain in Tennessee, but this did not escape me. It made its way up there, particularly when I hit Alabama. It was the talk of the state. Scooter Anderson, 32-year-old guy from Texas, he was fishing aboard the motor vessel best trait out of orange beach when he hooked up a blue marlin he fought the fish for two hours and when it passes the certification process by alabama's department of conservation and natural resources marine division this is a necessary process then it will become the new official both alabama and gulf of mexico record fish the official weight 1145 pounds it beat out the current golf record, which was 1,054 marlin that was caught back uh, about 21 years ago in Mississippi. This fish was hooked up at the Blind Faith Rig, which stands in 6,500 feet of water, and it's about 160 miles southeast of New Orleans. Uh, the motor vessel Best Trait is a 55-foot Viking sport fisher, and it's owned by Scott Crump from Jasper, Alabama, Anderson was using a Shimano Tiagra, 130. Uh, congratulations to the angler Scooter Anderson and the crew aboard the uh, best trait for what will end up being the fish of a lifetime. Congratulations to Scooter. All right, we come back after this. It's time to take a little turn, uh, head down Highway 1 or 308, whichever way you choose to go, and we'll eventually get to Grand Isle. Talk to Captain Darrell Carpenter, get a fishing report from the island for you. Right after this, you are listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And we check in with this guy, Captain Darrell Carpenter, realscreamers.com, and get your Grand Isle. And uh, there he is a little bit north of there, too, because that's the time of the year right now when the speckled trout start moving in and invading the interior marshes. Darrell, what's going on in Grand Isle as we anticipate uh, some really much cooler weather coming in early next week? Yeah, Don, but ahead of that, we ought to have a few good days. I mean, uh, it looks like the wind's going to lay down a little bit, which, you know, it's got just enough breeze to kind of keep the bugs off of you. Uh, got good tide range coming up. The only thing that we got going on is this full moon. I just don't like it on a full moon. But, uh, you know, it's typically going to be a little bit later bite, I would I would assume. Um, you know, but everything's shaping up to be pretty good. I mean, you have a decent weekend to at least go ply your trade. Um, but like you said, the, you know, the, if there's one drawback to it right now, it's because we're in that, that transition period on the weather to where it's, it's kind of topsy-turvy. I mean, you get, you get a few cool days with lower water levels and that starts pushing those fish into those deeper holes and, you know, trying to start thinking about getting into the wintertime pattern. And then you've got a week of, 
you know, back up in the in the 80s and water temperature starts climbing again and, you know, that type of stuff. And it, it just it kind of throws the fish into a little bit of a topsy-turvy. They, they want to get into their wintertime holes, but then it's like, hang on a second, there's, there's still shrimp and everything all over these flats. So they, they keep moving around on us. A uh, whole lot of birds diving, a whole lot of small fish under the birds. But if you if you pick away at enough flocks, and if you pick away at you know deeper water, deeper canals, you're going to end up finding keeper fish under the birds. Other than that, the fish are kind of scattered. You know, you're going to pick up eight or ten here, ten or twelve there. Then just kind of move around and drift around. Uh, you know, some of these times when it, when it's like this, sometimes it's it's good to slow down and go back to old school and either drift oyster beds or or, or work the grass points where you got current running around it, because a lot of those fish are going to be scattered out all over the marsh, and they're going to be scattered out around all those points and just chasing bait. And that's a good, you know, this is the prime time of the year to make sure you pay attention to the surface water around you. You know, if if you see certain baits jumping, if you see shrimp jumping, they don't do aerobics. If shrimp's jumping, something's after them. Um, you know, so you just got to kind of pay attention and move around a little bit. Don't expect to drop the anchor in one place and end up catching, you know, 50, 60 trout. Very good tips. Daryl, just want to take a second. One of our listeners brought up something about we got a new governor now and it may lead to some a solution about the access problem. You know, we got... Uh, some threats to the populations and wildlife and fisheries addressing those by, you know, changing management for the regulations. Uh, also, we've got coastal wetland loss, and there's some things underway to rebuild the coast. But if you can't get there to enjoy it, then, then what's the purpose? And we do have a very serious threat to fishing, and that's access by keeping people out of areas that really they should be entitled to get into. Uh, any idea on what uh, Attorney General, who will now be the Governor Jeff Landry's take, is on uh, the access problem that we've had in Louisiana? Well, Don, no, we don't have any indication on it because for the last six years we've been trying to get him as Attorney General involved in it, and it, it looks like he's going to be, you know, uh, uh, don't tax me, you know, don't 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 tax me with the problem because uh, he's hidden from it for the last six years. But now that he's governor, we'll have to see. Um, you know, we you've had that redfish tournament a few, what, about a month or two ago over on the southwestern part of the state, and I think there were like eight arrests that were made on during that. And I understand that we now have some pretty good funding behind those folks. We've got some attorneys that are looking at it real good. And we're talking about... Uh, you know, last I heard, they were talking about not only fighting it in criminal court, but some civil lawsuits coming out of it. So it's a there's a possibility that there's going to be attacked on many angles. And I can tell you, I don't know if you heard the story on it, but after after a massive arrest over there in in the southwestern part of the state, the tourism just got hurt really bad again. I don't know when they're coming back. So you know, until it's settled, it, it's it, Louisiana's just going to keep shooting themselves in the foot. Yeah, there's been a lot of people that have left with a bad taste in their mouth for Louisiana fishing, uh, you know, especially when there's these uh, confrontations, these very scary, you know, people come here, they bring their families out. Sometimes they're with you guys on a charter, and, you know, somebody comes there and threatens them. they got firearms on board and threaten them with arrest and other things, and it's it's a very, very serious threat to 
enjoying the fishing. Despite what happens with the populations and the wetlands loss, if, if you can't get out there and enjoy it, does it really exist? And we'll see. We'll see, you know, what uh, his take is going to be on on getting that problem solved and because uh, it certainly is a detriment. Well, Darrell, anything else you want to go uh, before you go on the fishing? No, Don. I mean, uh, you know, we, we've been fortunate where we have very little fog down on the coast here around Grand Isle. However, as you start running north up into that marsh, you run into some fog situations. Just be careful. Um, but other than that, man, it ought to be a beautiful weekend to fish. Uh, you know, we just gotta, you just gotta keep sticking and moving. If if the first fifteen twenty minutes doesn't do it for you, find you another spot because those fish are moving also. Monday may be a good day too, because as you know, when that uh, that pressure starts dropping with the approaching front, uh, it stimulates the feeding and uh, fishing. Can you can get in some yep. really good fishing? Yes, sir. The only problem we have had, just real quick, is on the end of those incoming tides in that Barataria Bay, the water looks like water that Destin needs to come get their water because it's been so daggum clear out there that the only thing we've been finding is really Jack Cravels and Spanish <laughs> mackerels. Yeah. Yeah. All right, realscreamers.com. Give us that telephone number, Darrell. Uh, 225 937 6288. All right, make it ring or buzz or whatever those phones do these days. Daryl, we'll see you next week, buddy. Take care. Thank you, Don. You have a good day. All right, and when we come back, we got more fishing reports. we got bad boys of the outdoors and you text, and we're going to talk a little bit more about is gumbo weather finally here? All on the outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 